0: Welcome back to Casuals Corner Podcast. You're joined by myself and Frankie. We've had a little hiatus, but we are back dropping you a podcast to everything in the MMA world every single Monday. So make sure that you subscribe and keep up with the podcast on Spotify. Frank, how you doing, mate?
1: Yeah, good, mate. It's been too long. I don't know the last one we did of these. A long time ago. To uh, dust the cobwebs off the microphone. So for, Ready to get back so to So for it. a lot
0: of people that obviously don't know... You as well. You have a fight coming up in October. And this is what I wanted to start with before we jump into UFC Paris, because I just wanted Let's to go. have a little chat about this anyway, because I was quite excited about it. I'm getting interviewed yeah, now. So this is what it was. Like I said, before uh, we get uh, to UFC Paris, which we will in a second, go. I wanted to go. ask you a couple of
1: questions, just how it's going at the moment, mate. Yeah, it's really good. So I got some... You could say bad news the other day. My original opponent had pulled out because he's injured or whatever. So I've got a new opponent and I'm fighting for a belt. So that's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It's down in Bournemouth. Good opponent. Uh, I think I'm better, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm excited. So this is what I wanted to ask you, because obviously when you started
0: mixed martial arts or you started just getting into it, you went heavy Mm. on the striking. And then the last time I spoke to you, you got heavy into the wrestling. And now you just found your love of wrestling. So I wanted to sort of ask how you've been blending it together, how you've been prioritising it. Do you have a specific game plan? Are you focusing more
1: just on the MMA? So it's super interesting. I was actually speaking to my brother about this earlier. I got into it originally with jiu-jitsu, fell in love with striking, fell back in love with jiu-jitsu, fell in love with wrestling, and then I I just love it all. So I like to say I've got like a striking base, but... I think of myself as pretty well rounded. I probably grapple nowadays more than I strike. Um the game plan for this guy. I'm just gonna see how the fight plays out. I think what I quite like is I, I think I'm better everywhere, not in an arrogant way, but I think I could beat him on the feet, I think I could take him down, keep him there. So it's just it's just a case of how it plays out. If we're on the feet and I'm getting hit a little bit too much for my liking, I might I might shoot, I might fake the shot and come up with some some hands. So I'm just gonna be loose in there. My goal nowadays it's just perform well and the rest will sort itself out if i if i can do what i think i can do then it's just a case of performing on the night for the me The one thing
0: that i noticed especially when we went to your first fight because when you are a fight fan and you go to a regional scene mm. i think because it's so much more intimate because you sometimes know people on the card because you can go backstage and sort of lurk around the fighters mm. a little bit more you get a bit more of a taste of it the one thing that i yeah. noticed the most and the thing that stood out to me is the idea of peaking at a certain time yep. a certain hour a certain day and trying to accumulate literally months if not years in some cases of hard work coming down to a pinnacle of a point and then trying to get your energy yep. levels trying to get your your workouts your
1: sweat all on the right point and then go and perform yeah 100 because you're like around A lot of people you know you see they've come here to watch you you know you're chatting to them before you go and get warmed up you don't know how long the fights are going to last so you're like kind of like i don't want to get too up for this now i don't want to be not up for it enough so it's kind of like a it's a balancing act (laughs) last time when i fought kickboxing i was uh deliberately not getting too up for it it's quite funny i was watching uh ricky gervais's stand up in the uh in the changing room i thought i can't be like too amped up if i'm watching it. If i'm watching comedy so that was one of my little tricks it's definitely something i struggle with i like uh i get into my own head like i like i want to fight like i was in the car park Like, oh, i'm ready to fucking fight now and like you can't hold on you can't walk around all day feeling like that you know so it's uh it's definitely uh an interesting one and an experience but yeah i'd say you're bang on with That's that was the
0: thing right because obviously you always hear the cliche on commentary of ah oh, the experience your experience and just as a mm. fan, right, you don't really get a sense of what that actually is or what that actually means until mm. you realize the more times that you do just the procedure, not even necessarily the fight, just the procedure of getting ready, getting warmed up, getting to the venue, getting your eating right, getting your weight right. Mm. It just becomes second nature, right? Because I remember even watching your first one. There's so many elements to just walking into the cage that I get yeah. it when people now say, oh, the fight is the easy part because – that's the sort of bit you've been yeah. training for, right? But you can't really train for the other parts. But I'm buzzing for it. We're going to get a little hotel down in Big Bournemouth. My second home. Honestly, when you said that it's going to be in Bournemouth, I couldn't have actually been more excited. For a belt as well. Give me that sh-
1: How does that work?
0: How does that work? So... If you're just champion this organization now, what happens? Do You have to go and defend the belt, Can you just go to different organizations.
1: Yeah, I can go to different organizations. Right. I can, I can vacate keep the belt and <laughs> tell whoever I want I'm the champ. I can wear it on the night out and eat a slice of pizza like Leon. I don't think it's as set in stone as the uh, as the big leagues. I'm not contracted. It's just uh, it's a fight, but I get a belt if I win, and it's not even five rounds. It's free, which I'm all for. Oh, well, it's not a five rounder. It's not. It's not. It's a three-rounder because it was short notice, and I think some promotions just do things that way. I was like, cool, that's not a problem. That'd be a little bit cruel
0: to chuck you in on on last minute's numbers for a five-rounder. But anyway, let's jump into UFC Paris because this was actually... Every time I was watching it, I kept reminding myself that it seemed a little bit cliche, but it was true. This was and has historical event when i was watching it i felt Huge. like i was just w- watching and witnessing history right it's kind of crazy to think that this sport was illegal only a couple of years ago and now they had Nuts. a sold out arena the crowd was unbelievable actually i had my mm. earphones on and when i watched the replays of london it had that sort of same vibe that same atmosphere mm. obviously everyone was just pissed up wasn't they there was a f- yeah, just loads sure. of french bods getting bang on the wine i loved it oh. i loved it yeah, but let's great. get stuck into the main event, Tatu Vasa, Cyril Gaon. What are your
1: thoughts? So like going in, I always thought it's it's it's, it's stylistically a tough fight for Tatu Vasa, and it's like how can you how can you not love Tatu Vasa? But it, it was good. It delivered as a main event. I think it was just no one was taking that from Cyril. You know what I mean? It's uh, it was his moment. But like it t- like it wasn't a complete domination. It was just. Ty's good. Like you, if you hurt him, he he hurts so many people when he's been hurt, and he fires back. So he nearly he had he had a had gone wobbly, but um yeah, really good fight. Kind of played out how I thought it would. Um yeah, it's interesting to see what's next for both. What did I you think, think? The
0: pressure. When I look at Derek Lewis most recently, who fought in Houston and has seemingly mm. lost about six on the spin in his hometown, which can't which oh, yeah. can't be easy. Then I look at Cyril Garn, right? Again, bigger bigger occasion, first time out in France. They're sort of post-the-boy mm. of French MMA, and rightly so, because he's the sure. full package, right? <laughs> he's oh, the full so... package. Cyril Garn is the full package. <laughs> yeah. Every time I look at him, he's the nicest geezer. He's smiley as anything. Yeah. He dresses
1: cool, and he's the hardest geezer in the world. Pretty much, he's actually quite funny yeah. as well. Like I watch one of his documentaries, he's actually quite funny. Like, he's good, got got a good sense of humour. He, so. he done it with the
0: full reptile guys, right?
1: I believe so. He was he was in a like an ice bar talking about smoking ganja <laughs> and stuff. He's like after the fact, I smoke, it was good. It was no, funny. I like he's, I uh, like
0: So you must think going into there, he looked cool as a cucumber, but you must think the nerves and the anticipation and how many people have come out to watch him and watch him fight. But the thing is. We've seen him with that sort of pressure before against Ngannou, right? And he is, like I said, he's mm. a cool customer. So, obviously, he's going to be nervous, but he doesn't let it affect his performance. Everyone was saying how bad of a matchup this was for Tyre. But the truth of it is, Gone's a bad matchup for anyone. You know what sure. I mean? He, yeah. he can do everything, yeah, yeah. right? So, he's not going to be a favourable matchup for anyone. He can strike, he can kick, he can punch, he can knee, he can elbow, he can submit you. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? He can snap your ankle. So, he can literally do everything. So, it will not going to be easy, but every fight that ty goes into you know that he's going to have a chance he's more than a puncher's chance For sure. because i think that mm-hmm. to be fair i think his skills going into it were a little bit overlooked i think he's got good yeah. combinations which you don't often get at heavyweight a lot you don't usually see people putting together sort of five six punches do you mm-hmm. know what i mean especially with that sort of power good knees rip the body yeah as he well. rips the, he's although He's obviously got those big, powerful shots. He does have quite a bit of diversity as well, and he's got one of the nastiest low yeah. kicks. I was wondering how that was going to sort of yeah, play out, yeah. right? Because we've seen him stop people with low kicks before, and obviously Gahn's movement is one of his biggest weapons. So I was interested to see that, but yeah. those teeps, oh, that mate. was the nasty point, right? When he just invested into that body, and I thought that was clever from Ghan because although he moves quite well, you start digging into his body, and he's got enough of a target to hit. And that was the it is yeah, one of them.
1: The, that definitely plays a factor.
0: That was the beginning and the end. That beer belly was holding yeah. up and then it was just sort of like a countdown clock, right? It was yeah. just like a health
1: bar and you could see it getting lower and yeah, lower and yeah. lower. Yeah, it was going. But that was it. Yeah, th- th- those teeps are horrible. Like a lot of guys like used to like push teeps, like just to cover distance, but like stabbing your toes into someone's kind of midrift is, is is draining on the gas tank. McGregor kind of bought it into not bought into the sport, but he made it kind of a thing and everyone's stabbing those deeps and it's just uh, a... There'll be tank. a lot of
0: people, obviously, watching this that don't necessarily train or they don't fire. As someone who does, yeah. when you're there, guard up four-ounce gloves and someone's sticking their toes into your rib cage, what does oh, that feel me. like? What's that hurt. doing to
1: you mentally, hurt. physically? makes you just feel, like, weak. Like, if anyone's ever been winded, like, if mm. you've been winded and you're kind of, like, short of breath, you're like, oh my God, I can't breathe. It's just like uh, your body feels that's it's going to shut down. And it gets to a point where you can be the toughest guy ever, but your body's just going to go. It's not a case of how bad you want to stay up. Your body will shut down. Especially you get enough to the body, it just drains and drains and drains. And, uh, you know, he's accurate with it. He's big. He's powerful. Mm. He's stabbing it in. He's jabbing you up high, faking to the body. It was just a bad spot. But the toughness was impressive, I thought, from Tuvasa. You could see physically, like... He could have easily broken. You can mm. see it in his eyes. He could. He was like. He took a deep breath. He dropped his mm. hands and he sort of shook his head. He was like, no, actually, I'm still in this fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. So, like, I don't think he lost many fans. Hey. Well, he didn't lose any fans, but I think he actually gained fans from his toughness. And he's always going to be a fan. Favorite, Banger from you know?
0: Sydney, Australia. Oh,
1: mate. I, love really, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love. I love yeah. his old stick. But it's exactly like what you said.
0: Anyone could have forgiven him for breaking at certain points, but it was like what you said. He sort of realised and was like, no, I'm in this fight. And that's what I thought was actually quite clever from Cyril Gunn because when you're mm. headhunting, right, he just has a different level chin. Mark Hunt 2.0, oh yeah, he wasn't yeah. going down, right? You had to do something different. That
1: head kick that he ate, that was insanity. That was so weird, by the way. I I thought he was like, because there was a pause. I thought he was like pretending to mm. be robbed. Like messing around, but I look back at it and I'm like, Oh no, he was rocked. It was just sort of like a shot that was delayed, then his legs started going. But yeah, he had like a flush head kick from goal. It
0: reminded me of Crow Cop, the Mark Hunt, when he drops him with yes. that high kick and he just stands oh, up mate. and starts gridding. <laughs> yeah, Which it sort starts. of begs a question if you're the matchmakers, you're sitting in the war room this Tuesday. What are you doing with that heavyweight division? What are you doing with Silgun and what are you doing with Taito Vassar? Because obviously it's a little bit murky at the moment at 220. I don't know why I called it 220 at mm. heavyweight.
1: So, obviously he's out, but when there was like 220, there was four. Uh, so there was uh, Aspinall, Tui Vassar, Garn and Blades. I really thought that Aspinall and Tui Vassar were going to fight in London. I really thought that was going to be the fight that were going to give him. I thought it was quite a good matchup and I thought they were going to give blades to gun obviously Aspinall's out but i thought it was like a not officially like a tournament between mm. those four but i thought they'd all fight it out kind of and see who came on top it's just unfortunate about Aspinall. You know? yeah that that was horrible he'll be out for a obviously
0: bit. we we was there and it was yeah i don't it know was. it was just it's what i said to you at the time it just felt quite harrowing you get this yeah. Two hundred and sort of fifty pounds, six foot five man just laying there screaming, and a whole arena which has come and bought tickets to see him so ultimately weird. just empties out into
1: like the abyss. It's so it's so weird. Like one moment can make that whole room change. It's nuts. It's actually. But you nuts. were right. They done it as a sort of grand prix, right?
0: Where that that yeah. was ultimately what they were going for. But obviously, we've got that with. We've got that with Tom Aspinall now. I think that of Avasa probably goes and fights marching Tybura, probably. I think that's yeah, quite a good fight good for fight. him. And then I think the fight to make, really, is Silgun, Curtis Blades, which, if you actually look it on paper, that's his toughest matchup, probably.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that earlier when you said there's no matchup. I was going to say that's probably... I'd agree. That's his yeah. toughest matchup. But then, what...
0: This is the difficult thing, right? Because I don't even really like getting into the John Jones conversation because you never quite know. It's hard but do yeah. you go in and make because potentially Francis isn't gonna be well, I don't think he's gonna be ready for December. I don't think he's gonna make it back in time. No. So that means that come December time, you're probably going to want to make an interim title. Do you then stick sure. in Silgaan versus John Jones?
1: I'd love that fight i think that's actually a really good fight for john jones but there's a lot of rumblings about stipe people keep uh sleeping on stipe they're saying a lot of people are saying him versus john um i think that could be a good interim title fight i think um stipe sorry deserves to get a little bit back in the mix or at least an opportunity against a big name to get back in the mix for an interim title do you know what i mean to keep his kind of position because people mm. don't talk about him when they say like the heavyweight landscape you know they're like oh but the truth so, of that C-Pain is he never gets to look him. as
0: as wrong or as right as it is that's his mm. fault really that's his own fault because bit. he's done everything to cement himself you're 100 right in that conversation he's the heavyweight greatest of all time so 100 he should yeah. be there however he goes missing for however long you know and mm-hmm. there's rumblings of him retiring i think that's just people making things up to be honest i haven't heard anything yeah. of that happening but i think that's just people speaking for the sake of it but yeah, it, yeah if i'm him i'm coming out and saying no i'm fighting for that interim vote if it's there or i want the next title fight or i want this sure. you know and just sort of stamping his name on it well, Give me yeah, john. Just, yeah, i'll just come out and be like give me john actually give me john bones jones because 100%. I need to see him fight now I'm I'm bored of the training videos I'm bored of seeing him score I'm bored of seeing him yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to see what he looks like as this new reformed 260 tank because sure. we'll talk about Seal Gun and obviously you know what it's like you get recency bias with MMA love Seal yeah. Gun think he's incredible but we've seen him at a deficit with, with wrestling and John Jones is one of the best hmm. MMA wrestlers we've
1: ever seen oh, yeah yeah it's tough with John because, like maybe a bit of a hot take, but his last like however many fights have been a little bit disappointing if we've all been on it. It's not in terms of like performance, but it's just a little bit like I don't know, I feel like you know I, I, think see it more. Is I want to his performance will be fair.
0: I think it is yeah. performance. And I was watching a documentary the other day. I'm not going to read into too much through this, but <laughs> I did read too much into this. Going deep. It, going was, deep into it was all it. about his sort of head usage and whatnot. And his, yeah. his last two fights were ones that came back as resoundingly clean. So they sort of posed the question yeah. of, could that be a factor? Now, I'm not saying that he's sure. nothing without peds. He's obviously a, incredibly one of the best, if not the best skilled fighters of all time. But sure. you can't help but think what benefit that has because it has to do with stamina and cardio uh, recovery, all things like that, right? And then obviously yeah. on the other hand, you can paint the narrative of he was getting bored in the two hundred five division and sort of moved on. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll have to just wait until uh, until he eventually comes back and and shuts us all up. But
1: yeah, I this brings us
0: that. on. I was excited to to talk to about this one because I know. You are a massive Bobby's Knuckles
1: fan. Love Bobby Knuckles. Favourite fighter. I knew this. What, what did you think of his yeah, performance yesterday? Yeah. Oh, he looked class. He looked class. Um, I would have... Obviously, it's not really up to me. I would have loved to have seen two more rounds mm. of that. Just him keep peppering Vittori. Uh, yeah, I think he just looks like vintage Rob Whitaker. It's hard for him in terms of force next. But like, to do that to Vittori, I think it's very impressive. I don't know anyone else's... I think it was more impressive, this might be a hot take, than Izzy's wins over Vittori. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because the thing is, as well, is like that is the classic
0: line, styles make fights, right? Izzy is sure. probably the best defensive striker we've ever seen. Defensive striker. Yeah. And, and Rob speaks about this a lot, right? And Rob's very good on the front foot and he's good, good defensive striker as well, but he's good on the front foot, which sort of plays into Izzy's sure. hands. He's very defensive. He can keep very safe. And it's not going to look very appealing. But I think when you watch Rob fight, when you watch him fight Kelvin Gaslam, when you watch him fight Vittori last night, yeah. the only thing... That I, I It didn't show me anything. I, I knew Rob was that good. Like, I, I knew Rob was sure. levels, you know. It just showed me, oh my goodness, Adesanya is so much better than we can even comprehend as fans until you're in there standing opposite him seeing everything he's doing what he's luring you into what he's setting you up with you can't quite understand how good he is and that's what that sort of showed me yesterday with Rob I think that's the closest I've ever seen Marvin Vittori to getting finished he he stung him right
1: yeah yeah usually he's uh even like the Izzy fight he was like oh I won that fight he knew yeah, he got stung. He nearly ran him onto a couple of head kicks. Smashing the body up. Just impressive from Rob. I do think... It's crazy, actually, that Izzy's beat both of them twice, by the way. In the So, UFC. in the last five years, Marvin Vittori
0: hasn't lost to anyone not called Adesanya. And for Rob Woodscar, sure. that's the last eight years.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Which, which is kind yeah, of insanity, right?
0: And then, just to chuck another one out there for you, Rob Woodscar has beat... So this is the thing I was just going to come on to, right? Everyone talks about Colby being the the best number one, right? I I don't know why sure. Max Holloway gets left out of the conversation, but they, they say Colby is yeah, the yeah. best number one. I don't think Colby has actually beat any ranked opponents. I'd, well, <laughs> boy, Masvidal, but I don't even know if he's in the rankers at this point. I mean, whether he yeah. should be or not, I don't know. But anyway, Rob Whittaker has beat four of the top five. No one else has done that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rob's yeah, And
0: it sort of shows you, right, is you have the middleweight division and then you've got Bobby Knuckles because like you said, that yeah. was class. And if that was a five rounder, I think that could be the first time that we saw Vittori getting finished because Fish. he had no answers. He had no yeah, answers yeah. from the thing about Vittori, right, and let me know what you think about this. I think he's well rounded. I think he's got good skills. 100%. But like the classic lion, there's levels to this. I don't think he quite mm. realizes the levels that there is in striking. He's got nice fundamentals, mm. nice one twos. We see him land good shots, but against Paulo Costa, right? I think it was quite a favorable matchup. He sort of plants his feet, comes yeah. forward, and he's a very aggressive. Not got great yeah. footwork. It's not going to start cutting you off against the cage and, and corralling you up. But mm. the Tory's not got that ability. So when he comes up against someone like the, someone like Whittaker. Which, because footwork's just some of the best, right? In and yeah. out. And he's, just, yeah. he's just doing things that he doesn't even know can happen until we sit it in front of him. And he's like, "Why can't I? Why can't I land a jab on this geezer?"
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then you're in a fight that you you thought was going to be a lot easier than it is, and then Bobby's just bouncing in and out and hitting you with right hands and a right shins flying behind it. You're like, "Oh, went for the,
0: went for one of them at at the at the weigh-ins."
1: Ah, uh, I don't like that. I think that was just a little bit of mind games because I think uh, Rob does well when he's good mates with mm. his opponent. And I think he was like just trying to get in his head a bit, but it's Bobby Knuckles. He's not scared That's a good it. point, to be
0: fair, because obviously when he was a little bit sort of like that with Vizzy the first time. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That is a good point. Didn't really see it like that. So if, you, it's just if a nice you're guy. setting up that next fight, Marvin Vittori, where are you going with that one? Because we know he's not there, but he's
1: also not there, yeah. you know? ah uh, i was gonna say strickland but they're actually mates aren't they him and strickland yeah, are they mates I, I think they've trained together but they fight yeah. he said they'd fight he said yeah. they'd fight mate they'd fight. They this fight. might yeah they, but, but i think he said they'd only fight for a belt that is not <laughs> that, yeah bad. i don't know maybe
0: i'm pulling, no, that, no, I think, pulling I think, that i think i think you could be right to be fair like let's let's call to be fair strickland's got like a thumb surgery that he's going through he's got like an infection. Yeah
1: yeah yeah who's he matched against uh
0: Cannonier. Cannonier. so i think that naturally mm. probably tees up vittori Cannoneer,
1: right yeah i'll mm. watch that i'll watch that thing is it's a guy coming off a lot of, well they're both coming off losses i suppose but Kananir was meant to be fighting. Is that, was that next weekend? I think so. When yeah. was the fight? Yeah, I think it is next, on the... meant for next week. Yeah. We could be
0: making it. There's too many fights. I can't keep up. That's what I was saying yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be an MMA Someone fan. I was asking
0: me about fights. I was like, mate, they get announced every second. It's hard yeah. to stay on top of. I'm
1: ju- I just tune in every weekend, and I'm pleasantly you know I mean? surprised. But
0: what do you do with Scott This yeah. is the awkward thing now.
1: Ah, yeah. Bobby Knuckles. Um, has he fought Costa? He hasn't, has he? No. He's the only one he hasn't fought. I would re- I'd re- like, I know it doesn't, in terms of division, probably make that much change, but I would really like to see that fight. I really would like that fight. Uh, Costa coming off a nice win, a good win, very good win against Rockhold. Um, you know, maybe in the future. But Rob didn't take too much damage in this fight. Costa did. But I'd really like to see that fight. I think, I don't know where that leaves the division, but I think that's the one guy. And I think, like, Rob would probably be happy mm. to, you know. He'd just take that fight. And then he's there you know and you don't know how the Piera uh, adesanya match is going to play out it gives it time for, to play out a little bit and it might be a whole new landscape and he might be him and then it opens up a whole new, the one, whole new thing so that's what i would do personally I,
0: yeah do no i think that just sort Give of some names i think the middleweight division's a little bit messy and until we get that title picture we're not going to get a clear idea there so i think it is mm. i think that is a good matchup i think he does the same thing by the way i think yeah, 100%. the exact same thing. I think it looks... That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Love Bobby, I don't think it course. looks any different to the Costa-Izzy fight, to be perfectly honest. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't think it looks any different. The one, whilst we're on the middleweight, and then we'll come on to the next fight, this uh, this Paris card, and then we'll uh, we'll have a look at a couple of other things. But I don't know if this was on the prelim, so I'm not sure if you caught it, but Abus Magomedov. Uh, was it a 19-second finish?
1: Correct.
0: All too, all too familiar with us.
1: Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Harsh reality. Uh I caught it. I oh it annoyed me a little bit. So we we turned up we turned on the uh pay per view that we bought and paid for, uh and it was he was there just winning and they didn't replay the whole fight. And I was like, it's nineteen seconds, just replaying mm. for us. I saw the finish. It
0: very so it started. I'll, I'll tell you how it started because you probably saw the end of it. If you saw the finishing sequence, then I'll just explain the, the start of it. So the interesting bit about this is Stolzfuss was number two, right, in Germany, which sort of tells me okay, number two ranked German middleweights, right? Which kind of tells me that there's not a great depth of German middleweights because Stolzfuss sure. is limited i would say in terms of skill set when it comes to striking especially um and magamadov is is number one so this was actually kind of an interesting spin because it was like one verse two in the yeah they're both both german so magamadov's from dagestan obviously but Mm -hmm. then went to live in in german and he fights from germany now right so one verse two and it started off the first strike he threw was a teep to the mouth and he's, his toes oh, wow. like entered his mouth like they he had tootsies like yeah uh, in his mouth and then you saw the finishing yeah. sequence right and it was 19 seconds yeah, and it was brutal. but that's what's he's quite exciting right i think he's gonna sort of get the the special treatment to the the front of the queue quite quickly i mm. don't obviously we don't know what's gonna happen with a title fight but he's a he's a dagestani wrestler that's his sort of that's his bread and butter. But he is a striker. Yeah. He is actually a very, very yeah. well-established uh, striker. So he's a, he's a dangerous guy out there, £185.
1: Some of these guys nowadays, it's just levels. Like, they're just like born wrestling. They've got like world-class striking. It's nuts. And they're just like not even ranked yet in the US. Well, I think the
0: recipe is like if you can just be born into Dagestan and then you just go to like a striking country
1: and yeah, then you've yeah, got like the perfect
0: sweet. DNA. But... This brings us on to the 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 British people's main event. Yes. Obviously we had to we had to 100%. get this one in there. We should have probably 100%. started to do this one to be honest. I wanted to give us some light, limelight. But Nathaniel yeah. Wood versus charles Jordan. now going into this i know you you've been a big fan of charles Jordan for a minute the same as myself like he, he brings it every time he's exciting as anything he's exciting. and he's charles air jordan like he's always got a little yeah he's quite he cool yeah. he's a pretty cool guy he's, he's quite trendy he's yeah. got a very attractive he's girl I
1: bet.
0: so what um yeah how, how did you see this fight how did you see, how did you feel about this one
1: i loved it straight away when i when i um when I was told that this matchup was happening, I was like, you know, when you love a mm. matchup, right? But you are a massive fan of both guys. So you're like, oh, I love this fight so much, but I don't like, I always root for the Brit, right? But it's like, I don't necessarily want to see Charles lose, although I'll always support the Brit, especially Nathaniel. So I was like, this is just a, such a good fight, so I'll appreciate it for what it is. And it didn't disappoint. Nathaniel's sharp, he's fast, he looks good at 145. All his performances have been, like, very, very impressive. Um, Yeah, good fight. I think he uh, showed his skills, his weapons. I think he just had more weapons Mm. than Charles did. The teeth, the calf kick, his hands are razor. The trips. I think he just showed... The trips. The trips. They're Mm. so good. They're so, like he said in the interview, like, who wants to waste energy on, like, a fucking blast double leg? when I can just... bomb? It almost looked like... This is going to sound silly, but he was doing it against someone that, like... Never mm-hmm. trained, if that makes sense. He was doing it so effortless that it looked like, that shouldn't work. How are you doing that? But it was like, he hit it like four times, five times, I want to say. It looked like a uh, got someone in school. Yeah. And someone <laughs> over. But it was like, it yeah. was money. <laughs> I need to learn that. I need to I learn I think the that. thing
0: is as well, is that the way they score takedowns now, right, is if you don't do anything with the position, they just call it a change mm. of position. So even if you get a blast off, oh, right, and you get the person mm. down to the mat, if you just wet blanket them for a few seconds and then they just get up they work to their feet it doesn't even it it counts as a takedown but it's not it's Uh... not sort of factored into the scoring criteria right so it's just called a change of position um Mm. so what i'm saying is if you're going to get someone down to the floor it's like what you said like why waste energy if you've got those in your back pocket but i think i think you hit the nail on the head i think he just had he had more tools right i think the thing that he i was on i was on a live stream and i was just sort of screaming my head off but the things that nathaniel does so well is he's got he kicks like a mule that low kick yeah is, oh. is deadly and he was timing it so well as well when mm. Jordan was like in the air so he was like dropping it he was like oh, yeah Jordan, Jordan sort of like dropping him with it which was impressive and then he's just got a really yeah. really quick and strong left hook and like yeah. you said when the, you get these matchups every now and again Jordan and Shane Burgos which I actually think Shane Burgos bottled a little bit I didn't want to see him grapple that much I think Shane sort of yeah. anyway I love Shane Burgos so I'm not going to go into that but you see these matchups on paper and you think right that's a guaranteed that's a guaranteed banger potential fight the night there. and i'd already done that with this one and someone asked me on my live stream i was like oh you're nervous for him and i was like not not really actually i was more nervous for the charles Mm. rosa fight because it was the first fight at 145 because hadn't seen him in in a long time like fighting in a long time yeah because it was only six Mm. weeks ago and i knew what he'd done there literally
1: we get to see that live as well in the flesh
0: 26 on the scorecards
1: yeah i think i think yeah yeah. that's the most dominant
0: scorecards i've seen for a long long time for for, for a very very long Mm. time and the interesting thing about that is it sort of shows a lot of people because obviously there's so much noise around is he big enough to go 145 or he's doing it it shows a lot of people that if you don't not for everyone it's not going to be for everyone but if you don't Do that weight cut if you can actually spend more time on your strength and conditioning. You spend more time because you know what it's like when you can eat more cu- calories, you yeah. can sleep better, you can recover better, you can run better, yeah. you can hit harder. You know, you enjoy life yeah. more. You you know what it's like. Tell me, tell me what, oh, tell me what it's like from a fighter's perspective, not having to restrict yourself and look at a training camp like just pure dieting.
1: Oh, it's the best. Like. So I had it for like a good stint after our last fall and I'm like I wasn't eating shit at all, but I was eating to fuel. And it was like I feel like I feel on fire, here. I feel strong, I'm less injured, I was lifting, I was eating like a lot but of good stuff Like, I'd go home and just not even think about tracking. I'd eat just like loads of fruit, protein, like oh, I love it. I'm, I'm I'm dieting now so I have to go <laughs> on for ages about how good food is. But yeah, it's great. Eating to fuel is just just the one it's what you're meant to do right like realistically like you're going into a fist fight you should be as fueled but obviously we've got weight classes for a reason but yeah it's a game changer for sure and like i'd imagine he's just happier in life which is like a huge factor you know like, if you can like wake up every day and but like, oh my god i get to train i feel great you're just you're gonna do anything do you know what i mean like anything you enjoy doing you're going to do better 100 percent. that was that was exactly what i was is. just about to say it's just that overall happiness
0: thing i know what it's like sort of yeah. cutting your calories and yeah, yeah you've died i've, I've, yeah, I've you done all those things and it's it's just a mental drain and it's like what you said because from that first second that you wake up and you've just got energy you've just got a lot more energy and mm. you've slept better and you've recovered better and you don't mm. even really realize it's going on it's like cool i've got yeah. training or i'm looking forward to this or like even just things away from fighting, like he mentioned, like, I, I can look forward to going out with my missus or having something to eat after mm. or whatever it may be. It just changes the whole landscape of your career from doing it as like a job almost, which obviously it is, yeah. to doing it more as like a hobby. Something you enjoy is what I mean yeah. by that, obviously, is still very much yeah. his job. Um, and he got paid twice and he's in a winning column. So, yeah, buzzing for that. Did he get the bonus? I don't know if he did. I they they chucked some random non Dana White person out in the in the post press conference. Oh really? Yeah. And that Mark Zuckerberg looking guy. Beautiful segue. Next on Ah oh, yes. <laughs> Next on yes. the segue. Yes. So this is what I wanted to I wanted to throw out to you because yesterday I saw some I just want your thoughts on this. I saw some footage of Mark Zuckerberg playing about of training MMA.
1: What do you reckon about that? I think it's great. Uh I saw him on Rogan. He was like uh I can't believe I never did jiu-jitsu I did jiu-jitsu, you know. And uh, he's clearly getting trained by that guy, but that guy's like a really good training partner. Like, you're letting him work, but he's also hitting him. So he's essentially sparring, but just not getting, you know. I think it's great. Why not? I think it's cool. Like, he hit an arm <laughs> off from the bottom, he hit a sweep from the from the dogfight position. It's great. Why not? Striking needs a little bit of work. Uh <laughs> If you look ever looking for an opponent and he can put a big purse up, I'm down. Whatever way he wants to go. But, yeah, I think it's cool. I've, what do you I think? thought it was
0: good. And well, I just put an Instagram out about it, actually. And I I, I put in I the caption, which is true, Is it's not just mixed martial arts. I've, I I know it from a sort of gym <clears> perspective <throat> as well. But you you do these things... And and definitely much martial arts is it really gives you those foundations as holistic as as Mm. as zany as it sounds, but it gives you those foundations for life, right? You get more disciplined, Mm. you get more accountable, you get more sort of willing to work and to accept adversity in a lot of times and working through that. And that's transferable literally through anything. So as someone as accomplished as Mark Zuckerberg, he's just the thing is now it's like even when he's not working, quote unquote, He's still working. Mm. He's still working at those attributes yeah. which transfer over straight away to Facebook. And actually, on the on the on the caption that I wrote, I said, "Oh, recently we saw Tom Hardy locking in locking in armbars." And is. I know that you won't bring this up, but obviously for the viewers that don't know, you've obviously trained with him here and there in jujitsu. What's it, What's he like? Tell uh-huh. me, about, what's he's what's like? Where's his Where's his skill level at? Do
1: you know he's legit? Like he is very legit. He's got um. Uh, he's very jujitsu, like he's like he's not like a wrestler sort of but like He plays good jiu-jitsu, he's very good off his back, he's got good footlocks. He works with uh, uh, a uh guy from uh Yorkshire called the Yorkshire Gripper <laughs> is his uh is uh, jujitsu name and he come and did a seminar on footlocks and stuff. So it's really cool and he's bang into it, like he trains hard, you know. He um, he's in there a lot, like doing like extra rolls, picking people's brains on techniques, so he's into it. So yeah, Do he's you- good. Like you know, winning a blue belt comp as well is actually no joke. Like there's some savage competition blue belts out there, and to tap them. Is yeah, no, fun. you are right, and and like you said,
0: a blue belt sometimes is a little bit overlooked because you think of the rankings, right? Mm. And you think oh, it's just a blue belt, but when you yeah. actually see the level of these guys, yeah, it, I remember going to one of the, a jitsu tournament, obviously just watching it, and I saw supposed white belts, and in my head I'm thinking, mm. oh right, these fellas rocked up to the dojo a couple of times for the last three months yeah. and just decided, oh, I fancy a little bit of competition. No. you got white belts and yeah. smacking in Platters. I was like, I'm not so sure about yeah, this.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no joke. It's no joke. There's some sandbaggers out there for 100%. sure. 100%. But, yeah. When you, when, you see,
0: when you see him compete or you see him in the gym, right, just, just the last one mm-hmm. on this, do, do you see people approach it differently do you see people try harder do you see people try and or maybe give him a little bit more do people change their sort of approach at all or is it just he's got the gear on?
1: it is what it no is? I, I think what's nice is that and I, i'd imagine he likes this as well like who you are when you're rolling mm. doesn't matter you could be anyone you know like he's a legit like a-list actor but when you're rolling it's not like i'd like not to be rude but like no one gives a fuck how many films you've been in you know you're just rolling so i think that's quite a a nice part of it like your outside life doesn't really carry over to the mat i heard you know? james smith talk about this
0: recently actually and if you haven't or if anyone's listening that hasn't his interview that he done recently or his podcast that he done recently with stephen bartlett diary of the ceo is brilliant he's got two two episodes of Good. it and i love both mm. of them but he spoke about the same thing right it's when you go onto that, Matt, it's, it's very... And this goes back to the Mark Zuckerberg thing. It's very humbling because, sure. like you said, you don't take in this notoriety. You don't take in this fame. You are literally just another person, and you're another person to mm. compete against, right? And it's sort of all he goes mm. at the door. And again, talking about sort of the training aspect and, and how transferable it is, that's, a, that's an amazing point. But that brings me... On to just another topic. So I wrote down a couple of just t- topics to discuss, and obviously next week we'll have our our main boy Joe firing. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Firing Can't these wait. Can't wait.
0: Bring it up, Joe. That's what you gotta get. That's what we gotta get that's comfortable pull with. All that up. Yeah. And best believe I'm I'm utilizing Roll that, that as
1: well. Yeah. He'll love that. that's,
0: that's, his that's his job. But the one that I wanted to sort of pull up and is obviously recently we had the Leon Edwards win, which t- t- just, we won't go into it too much because I know it's a little bit long ago, but just obviously I haven't spoke to you since since that happened. So just take me through it for your perspective, sort of before it, after it, your sort of thoughts
1: some feelings on it because obviously it's quite an emotional time. Pound for pound, headshot, dead. It's amazing. That's uh, Some of the promo videos coming out are unbelievable. Uh, I love it. Truth be told, right, like uh, I always get behind the Brits, but like I spoke like, I speak to people about MMA, you know, oh what do you think about the fights making no one was giving Leon a shot. No one, everyone was like, Oh, like I just think this one's gonna be too much. Like he like if you know, like if you're in the know, you know he had a chance, but if you were being honest with yourself, you're like, I'm probably gonna go with Usman. and he was getting by the first round, he was getting beat up a bit, you know, he was losing that fight. And then to just pull that out of the bag like that, set him up, fake, bomb, run him into the shin. It's, it's movie stuff. It's, it's Rocky movie. It's a they Rocky they movie. played the it's music right it. when he was on
0: the cage. That was the bit that I loved from the UFC. Yeah. Did they?
1: I didn't even see that.
0: Oh, that's so
1: good. That's the UFC. That's the UFC. They because know. his
0: life is – and he's only just come out recently with sort of his whole trajectory. But you look at his life when he was yeah. in Jamaica in, in, in literal poverty, came over to England. His dad got shot and killed. In in Birmingham at 13, turned to sort of the street gang sort of culture and life, and then to be chucked into a gym and overturn it in this manner was crazy. And not only, yeah, it it really is. Like, and, and people I don't think before they heard the name Rocky, but they didn't actually really understand why he was called Rocky and you look yeah. at his journey including the UFC journey he got dropped out the rankings uh, he yeah. got obviously the eye poke thing he had to overcome when he basically got his, so his title shots like twice and then COVID and then this and then this and
1: arms up pulled out got COVID.
0: exactly so he literally has been on a rocky journey figuratively hmm. and metaphorically and it sort of culminated into this and not obviously is that going to just that's going to change his change his generations to come really realistically that's how monumental that is but when you yeah. have a look at i was even watching that from a selfish perspective thinking what this is going to do to british mma because even yeah. when even what a year ago when i sort of s- started this thing and i remember we were talking about it, and we were saying to each other in the next five to ten years this sport is just going to erupt in England. It, it's going to blow. It, mm. You could feel it, right? You could just feel it started yeah. brimming. We had talent sort of coming through and you could feel something mm. was something was coming. And then that has just transcended it. R- yeah. Ripples. Transcended Ripples. it into another country. And now in five years' time, we're going to have people that are 16, 17, 18 and they're going to be very good MMA competitors and they're going to no, be man. saying it was that night that I watched while I got into MMA. Mm. Which... Brings me on to my question for you is what I actually wanted to ask you. Do they bring it back to London and do they put on a stadium tour for us? Stadium arena. No, stadium. stadium. I think stadium.
1: so. Stadium. Wembley. Wembley. Sell it out. I think so. I think, obviously, it's a business. Um, if they wanted to make the big money, I think they'd bring it back here and put Masvidal in there. Not that he deserves it, but that's like, you know, That's the mainstream appeal. You want to sell out Wembley? That's the one. Leon will sell it out with Usman, don't get me wrong. but Yeah, I think they do. I think they bring it back here and they absolutely blow the roof off that place. The the thing is with... Things with Masvidal, right?
0: Because I agree with you, and as much of a pay-per-view star as Masvidal is, when you're making these big fights, right, you have to have Mm. this... Obviously, you've got the storyline, you've got the conflict there, but there also needs to be that element of... I really want to. I really want to know who wins this. I think a lot of people will watch that fight thinking Leon is is going to nick this, but I want to see him beat Masvidal up a little bit. Now, obviously, Masvidal, people will know he's sure. got a chance and whatnot, but because he's because yeah, sure. he's on a Dangerous. losing streak like he is, mm. and because we just watched him in a very sort of lacklustre performance on his behalf against Colby, yeah. it, it takes a a lot of shine away from Masvidal, right? Obviously, he's still got those draws. Mm. He's still going to do numbers. But we don't watch it with that same, oh, and he can become champion sort of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. It's a little yeah, bit yeah. off that.
0: So I think that is the money fight. But I'm not sure if they even do it because they need a little bit more of a storyline just for Mas. You need a win. Like, you need at least yeah. one win, you know?
1: So maybe Gilbert Burns, yeah. if they throw him in there with Oh I like that fight a lot not for Masvidal. It's been, uh, actually it's an interesting fight. It's a uh, because who because use that fight th- this to, is the, the thing UPS? right? I
0: don't I think Burns is at a stage like of fight. his career where he's sort of he's taken a nice bit of shine from Hamza he's got a a bigger star now he shines yeah. a little bit brighter. Yeah. He still is obviously going to have title aspirations but he's getting on a little bit mm. and I think mm. now if you put him in a fight with Masvidal which is an enormous enormous fight in the welterweight Big. division right he's gonna want to be as he always sort of is exciting explosive yeah we're not gonna see him try and I don't yes. yeah we're not. I don't think we're gonna see him try and utilise his his best strengths against Masvidal's deficit which is that grappling department yeah. right and yeah, we yeah. know how good burns can be when striking so I think I think they just stand it out I think they stand yeah. it out so I think it favours Masvidal more because he's probably not going to play it as smart but i don't think it's a good match. yeah I, I i don't know i think masvidal was a little bit
1: i think it's a, like a a relatively mm. even matchup. i don't know who i'd uh swing towards burns always mm. comes to fight i think that's why people like him you know he's never gonna try and grind you out and just like sit and lay and pray but yeah that's, a, that's an interesting fight and a good spot for burns uh, a big win for... So there's, there's big implications depending on who wins that. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? So, that's a big, uh, a big fight for the division. And yeah, then that could open up loads of stuff. I'd quite like to see. Leon versus Burns. Uh, I probably wouldn't watch. No, I'd watch it all, to be honest with you. So yeah, I, I like that fight. I like that fight. But I do think the next move is... Um, probably Leon. Um, Se- Segways us
0: quite nicely... That it out. Segues it us helped. quite nicely into next week's card, UFC 279. 9 Hamza Chamaev versus Nate Diaz. What did you I think mean, of this when this so got juicy. made? What What were you thinking? How did you first react
1: when you saw this fight? So I've changed my opinion on it a few times. I keep going mm. back and forth. But at first, I was like, "That's rough and Nate," like everyone probably did, right? I was like. Yeah, I think uh, they're literally feeding him to the wolves there. The boss. Uh, the wolf. <laughs> the boss. And then I, then I was like, I was just thinking about Nate. And I was like, that's a five-round fight, though. And I thought about Humsat's last fight where he didn't blow his load on Burns, but he looked tired and it was three rounds. I'm like, Nate's not going mm. anywhere. Like, Nate can fucking, Nate will zombie it up and then just clip you and start teeing off on you. So I think he's going to be closer than people think. This might get clipped <laughs> and memed off. But I think it's actually a closer fight than people think. But yeah, still a very favourable matchup for Hamza. What I do you think, think the
0: funny thing going into it is, is like what you said firstly. I've gone back and forth on this, right? I've gone back and forth with this multiple times. And I heard, I've yeah. obviously, Dan Hardy came out and said that somebody's going to get an assault charge for this or something crazy. Uh, mate, yeah. Always one to sort of speak his mind. But it is true when you think about... Nate Diaz just fought Leon Edwards and no one was having this conversation. Mm. This wasn't even a conversation. This was a conversation yeah. of like, "Cool, yeah, I, I want to watch this fight." So, firstly, there's a there's a bit of a red flag there. Why are we not doing that for that? Sure. Secondly, it's the thing is with this fight is the first thing about Nate Diaz is you always run the risk with him just getting elbowed, opening up a massive bit of scar tissue, and the the ref calling.
1: Yeah.
0: That's I what that I don't shit. like, and that's what I always get worried. With and I thought it against, mm. I thought it was going to happen against Leon, especially with Leon's elbows. I think, Leon's yeah, I think spicy. it could quite easily happen again with this. The one thing that I find interesting, right, is go- coming into this fight. A lot of people like what you just said, and I do agree. Is like this is a five round fight, so you can never count Nate Diaz out. Now, the interesting thing about Chamaev is that last fight against Burns. That was the biggest fight of his life. More eyeballs on it than than mm. ever before. The first really competitive opponent, and the fact mm. that he wanted to he wanted to go out and sort of have that wild fight, have that war, get that under his belt, sort of thing, right? And obviously we saw how crazy that his coach got because realistically, Hamza Tremayev could have could have stuck him behind his jab, moved a couple of takedowns, yeah. sprinkled him in, and, and won quite comfortably, I believe. I believe he could have probably done that. But he didn't do yeah. that. He, he, he wanted, he wanted that stoppage. the stoppage. And he also... It was a lack of IQ, 100%. But he wanted to get that war. Mm. So now, the question... Why I'm so interested in this fight is... The question now to me is... Are we... Hamza Chumayev has sort of gone into this realm of, of notoriety... Where he's in a really difficult spot, right? Because if he beats Nate mm. Diaz... If he just beats him, not convinced... If he just beats him he goes on to that title. So the question is now, sure. does he just try to win and, and try to do everything, game plan what he needs to do to win and, and move on to the That's title? Or does he get brought into this emotional battle with one of the biggest stars in the world and try and have this yeah. spectacular what Because if he does... Bearing in mind that he's still inexperienced, he's he's still an inexperienced fighter, especially in the yeah. sort of in the top of the league. And, and Nate Diaz is he's as big as it gets. So there's there's Conor McGregor and there's Nate Diaz, and yeah. Nick McGregor's here, but Diaz is here. You know, he's as big yeah, as it yeah, gets. Yeah. So does he come in and fight with his ego? Because if he does, I think he that's where you get that gas in, right?
1: Can yeah, that's when you start mm-hmm. getting tired. Th- yeah. It's actually a really interesting question. I think uh he comes from a really smart team, uh, all stars and if you look at last time, like they were like pretty annoyed with him after the Gilbert Gilbert Burns like they were like, What are you doing? You nearly threw it all away. You know? So I think it'll be a lot more discipline, especially someone's like renowned for their durability. I think he comes from a smart team. But it's easy to uh say that I'm gonna go in, feel him out, then you've got Diaz talking shit exactly. in front of you and you're like, I need to hit this guy, then you hit him. And you might hit him again. You might even hit him again. Yeah. You might even hit him again after that. But he's not going anywhere. And then, you know then I mean? he and slaps he's gonna... you around the chops and sticks his middle yeah. fingers up. What? What, motherfucker?
0: <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, right? And now you've got the entire... Because this is the thing about Hamza Tremov. He's transcended himself into this star of mm. where he's sort of in a lose-lose... but Not in a lose-lose position, but he's always on the back foot because he always has to yeah. outdo... This yeah. star power that he has, right? And that's a difficult thing to do. Obviously, that's what made McGregor so special, is because he said yeah. all these things, and then he backed up, because that's the difficult thing. Yeah. And and Hamza has done sure. that to this point. But it's like what you said, is if he starts getting a little bit in his head, Nate Diaz, because it happens to everyone, he drops his guard, mm. quite literally, for a second, and then bang, mm. he just gets clipped by something, doof, doof,
1: and then it could just yeah. you,
0: you don't know what sort of fight we're going into the fourth and fifth, where we've never seen up Chamayev, especially in a fight like this magnitude.
1: Yeah, shit unravels You see him fast. caught in a triangle
0: fast. and anxious on his back like this, and he rides off yeah. into the sunset.
1: Oh, mate. Contract with the UFC, done. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another interesting talking point about the fight, to be fair. Uh, it's his last fight on the contract, so I think they are trying to give him probably the worst matchup possible for him. But like, if he goes and beats hums like that, it's a literal big middle it's up to the UFC. That's the most
0: Nate Diaz thing you can do. He'll
1: literally do that today. That's huh? the most
0: Nate yeah. Diaz. The interesting thing I, th- I yeah. think, we'll, and then we'll come on to the come on to the next part. But when you actually hear Nate Diaz talk talk about the UFC, I heard him on Aero Hawani, He mm. he doesn't even really want to cut. He doesn't want to cut tires. He just wants to go and do. Yeah. So, he just wants to go botch Jake Paul and. Realistically, yeah. I don't know why we're being around. He wants to box Jake Paul for sixty million mm. or something ridiculous, yeah. and then probably come back. Because the thing is, a lot of people, and I feel I feel passionately on the Nate Diaz spot. But a lot of people said he's he's waffling and he's chatting rubbish. But when you actually listen to what Nate Diaz was saying in that interview, right, he he goes on to say and basically says, "I've been around this sport since it basically started," which is true. He's been sure. uh, he's been yeah, one he's of the biggest all... names since the beginning of it true he's done mm-hmm. everything in this sport obviously apart from win a title which is true he holds the first win over mcgregor like arguably one of the biggest wins X. ever really one of mm. so he says now he's like there's not a lot for me to do there's not a lot for that's why he said like either i fight uh can't remember someone and or francis and obviously he's he's not yeah, gonna fight it. francis but oh, i think he, he, would, he would yeah 100 and i would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would love to see it but he's got oh, a point yeah. right there's not really much left for him to do because you could say oh but he hasn't fooled this person he hasn't thought It's like well yeah he's been doing this for the last 20 years like
1: mm. yeah there's, there's
0: like, the this like this person's a big vet. name but like he's been doing this to big names that like, he's been having this like there's
1: nothing too exciting mm. for him so like i think i don't even think the belt excites him that much in this review I thought he was gonna I was gonna live over, like,
0: like, but no, you're right. I don't think no, he's, yeah. I don't think he's massively. And anyway, I think he sort of knows that's just gonna be a bit of a sticky one to sort of navigate. So yeah, I think that like we're gonna see him chuck up a triangle in the fourth. I think we're gonna see him choke him out. Oh, really, we're gonna see double middle fingers. Really, we're, <laughs> we're I'd love that. I'm not ball. gonna lie.
1: The thing is, like that'd be vintage DS. I'd it's love gonna be that. hard to do. And
0: and, and Gilbert Burns right. like didn't couldn't really get the thing is as well. up's We'll get into a war, but he's not dumb, and he knows like if mate's yeah. nates on his back, like just disengage. Sure. So, like, well, actually, because yeah. this is next week, I, I, I keep forgetting. I'm I'm gonna pull a prediction. Oh, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a prediction. So good. For that that's next week. Yeah, I want one, one from. from me. Since it's next week, i, I keep thinking this is, as an okay. advance. Yeah, yeah, not.
1: yeah. Cause we'll, we'll recap next week. Um I do think that I don't think Jemaine will stop him, but I do think he'll win. By decision, but I think he'll get caught like Leon did, but still win. And then Nate will kind of get all the clout <laughs> of winning without actually winning.
0: I don't think that Nate's going to lose this fight. Like, Ooh, in, a, in, a, in a sense where the fans, you yeah, see what I'm okay. saying? Where he's mm-hmm. just going to, he never he does. Never does. He he never died. he didn't no. lose against Leon and Leon beat him for four <laughs> minutes thirty seconds of twenty four minutes thirty yeah. seconds, which is kind of crazy. I the, like I said earlier though, I'm always worried about Diaz. I'm always worried about the cuts, and I just mm. I don't yeah. want to see it end like that. Um, yeah, I think I think I think two point five times out of ten, I think Nate Diaz wins, and mm. I want to see nothing yeah. more than one of those 2.5 times out of 10. That's how I'm going to say it. I'm I'm sitting on the bench. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Hamza takes it, but I want to, I want to Nate Diaz triangle submission more than anything in the world, which brings us onto our next fight, which is the co-main. There's been a lot made about this card, about how stacked or unstacked it is, but this is quite a juicy co-main. Tony Ferguson, Lee Jing Liang at 170. Obviously, Tony on his 170, not debut,
1: obviously he's fought there before, but, very long time since yeah. he's done that. But he's resurgent. Why don't they call him the Leech? He hasn't even got like a grappling style, really. Maybe he? just, I don't know. Not a striker. Yeah. I don't know. It, it rolls off the tongue a little Le- bit better because I always feel like I'm just butchering it and being really offensive <laughs> with his actual <laughs> name. I it like a Leech. Gee, yeah, Leanne. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean though? I feel like I'm just yeah. saying Li-Gin-Lian. it shit and being offensive. But yeah, yeah. I like Leech li Jing, liang okay but yeah leech leech versus t ferg um i'm worried about tony Ferguson. if i'm being completely honest with you like he's taking shots from gaichi and the leech is definitely maybe not as good as gaichi but probably like more powerful you know there's weight classes for a reason so i'm worried that if i'm being honest i'm worried that he's gonna get uh, get hurt quite a bit i know he's at jackson wink now i don't know if that's gonna make I don't know. I'm kind of excited, but I do think that Tony Ferguson's is going to
0: get hurt quite a bit. Well, you only just you got ko very recently. Very, very recently, mm. which... which. Oh, by Chandler, yeah. January, yeah. Was... I actually forgot
1: about that as well. Yeah, but that's sort
0: worries me a lot because it hasn't been a long time. Yeah. Now, I know it's at 170, so at least we've not got the cut to sort of factor in and whatnot, but sure. the th- the thing is for this fight is... It's a horrible match. I mean, there's not going to be a good matchup. You're not going to get a good matchup when you're Tony Ferguson because you're a massive name. So you're mm. going to have to come up against someone fairly legit. The, the, problem with, the problem with the problem with is he had that performance against Hamza, and for a lot of people that maybe weren't as familiar with DeLege, probably just thought, "Who's this scrub? He just got picked up." And yeah. but what people probably haven't probably didn't know is he is very legit. And in his last Blake, night out, had a very brutal knockout win, just to remind it. I think that was his 11th or something, 11th knockout win. Just to mm. remind everyone that, no, he hits hard and he's quick.
1: So. Who you knock out at I can't remember. I can't.
0: He knocked out on TV. Who was his last fight? You know, I'm I'm so annoyed that he said this because I thought before I jump on, I'm just gonna remind myself, refresh who he just who he knocked out But He had a knockout win. Not this is why we need Joe. Joe, research. pull this up for me, please. Next week we'll have this. Uh, we'll have this locked in. But uh, Mus Selikov, yeah, Selikov. no. So that that, that wasn't so an fun. easy fight for him, and that was um and again yeah. not a lot of name value in Selikov, but he's a good fighter, and again Leach hits hard. Oh, and that's the hot. thing with Tony. I was like, so I was watching it on live uh, live stream, and I was, I was like, we've got the old Tony back. He's smiling. He's dropping elbows from the bottom. I was like, this is easy. And yeah. then obviously Chandler throws absolute hail mary, and oh. it, it, that was the saddest I've been in this sport since I became a fan mm. of the sport. That was the saddest moment I witnessed. It's
1: hard. It's hard to watch sometimes things like that. Like, if a knockout makes you feel sad, mm. you know what I mean? This shouldn't make you feel sad. Like, she should be yeah. like, ah. But if you're like, oh Like, I don't want to see him get, like, KO'd. Like, not even a TKO. KO'd, mm. you know? Because he's, like, he's won a lot of fights and he's such a good fighter. But he's taken so much damage in his career. He, he's given out a lot also. The Leech like, hits
0: hard, man.
1: Like, the Leech has got He blocks.
0: hits hard. Now, I, where I want to see this guy really, I want to see this go to the floor... As quick as- mm. Leech is a black belt. But you know there's there's levels. Yeah. There's levels to it. And and obviously sure. Tony's a different yeah. level of MMA sort of grappler. Um than my. Yeah. So he's he's a black belt, but he's not He's not as he's not as credentialed as, as Tony on the mat. That that Travis a black belt's a different sort of it's a whole different game. Yeah. And he submits
1: a lot of guys yeah. in MMA. So I want
0: to see this, I want to see yeah. this guy down to the mat as as, as quickly as possible. Like even mm. if I can sort of see it playing out how Leech may even just because he throws big and i can just see him even mm. just clipping him with something or just sort of stinging him and maybe even drops him and then they sort of tumble a little bit and that's when i think he's yeah. and that's when i think tony's going to be in his yeah Scrambles. that's what i want to sort of see and hopefully we see a, Tony yeah, hopefully we see a resurgence of the dust night because it's, it's, it's a tough matchup but i'm gonna i'm gonna force you to a prediction how do you see this one playing out
1: uh, unfortunately, I think that the leech is going to KO him in spectacular
0: fashion. Left hook, him. Mm. don't know why. No, no, he throws, he, he throws big opposite sides, right, so he, like you said, he'll throw, bom, boom, bom, boom, bom, like, bom, like bom, winds up bom. big on both sides, so yeah. those upper carts mm. and those left hooks, like they come heavy and they come from, they come back yeah. from China, quite, quite literally. They're wild, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Reminds bombs, me of that geezer, who, I can't remember who it was now, who beat that geezer and he was like, yeah, go back to China, and everyone's like, "What? Why? Yeah. Why did you say, you say that? that? That was not okay." But you, worst, worst <laughs> <the arm of laughs> like, you was was ever. Why would you say that? Just say oh, I. Because gonna... Cody
1: Durden, the... it, it, it was. Uh, was like, "I'm going to kill him."
0: Because what you have to remember sometimes is, although yeah, these are elite level athletes on one of the biggest stages in the sport, but. You can still just be a redneck who won a few fights on a regional scene, and they get chucked in it, you know. Yeah. And that yeah, sort yeah. of happens every now and again. But yeah, so you you're gonna go, you're gonna go, leech. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hopeful. I'm gonna be hopeful. What? what I know mm. that this is. You could say this for anything, but Michael Chandler threw that kick. He, he spoke about it before. He threw that as a rangefinder. He'd never drilled it. He, you know what yeah. I mean? It was, it was a one in a million. Yeah. And I think it really just yeah. came at a time which obviously was going to make it look even worse for Tony Ferguson in the landscape. So dramatic, yeah. So I, dramatic. It was, it was yeah, So I'm go, I'm going to go with Tony. Dis, I'm to go with Tony submission. Yeah, I'm going to go. Nice. I'm going to go with Tony Rogue. submission, and I, I think he might. I think he might catch him in a. I don't know some sort of f- f- front choke series, just on a scramble and a little wild one.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd really like that. I really would. But you're being more rational my heart's telling me one thing yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, you're going with your heart I'm going with going heart.
0: my head I always do I always, I always want the underdog That's story as well so I'm always sort
1: of I yeah. love T-Ferg as well you're I'm such always, a lunatic but you such a sick fighter us. but yeah this, this card's not
0: thoroughly stacked but it's got fun fights on it so we've got I've got one more that I want to uh, one more yes. that I want to talk about yes I you like know what I'm going to say I know exactly
1: Kieran what i to say Kevin Holland vs D-Rod versus yeah. D-Rod uh, I love D-Rod I love yeah, calling D-Rod what are
0: you thinking for this
1: one D-Rod I like this fight. Um, D-Rod's good. He's underrated. I think he's not got that like name value necessarily. Uh, but Holland's just so good. He's just so good to watch. When he's talking shit, he's like, bum, bum, hitting you with like, sharp, long shots. I like this fight a lot. Um, do you want a prediction now? Or do you yeah, want to say no, how, I... you, feel? how you feel? How do you feel? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you
0: 100%. I think the reason D-Rod was... Yeah, I definitely definitely one of the best D-Rod. names, by the way i feel like so, it's like a so simple it's like a southern american baseball player name
1: yeah I think, you have to say you know, D-Rod. D-Rod. he's
0: tatted up from cali loves it loves oh, right. mo but i i like, hundred yeah. 100 with you a seriously underrated fighter like seriously underrated i can't mm. remember off the top of my <laughs> head what um what what accolade he's got but it's something like the most significant strikes landed in welterweight history or something yeah. like that he's highest output highest output he has it, it. got like yeah. a six or seven strikes landed per minute. He's got crazy hands, yeah. like seriously good boxing. Really nice fundamentals, like really quick one two. Just like yeah.
1: heavy,
0: heavy like
1: bombs. But I know I've said that yeah. little but, but the thing that I love,
0: I, I love about D Rod is because he has that street fighter style. His punches come mm. from those weird angles. You know what I mean? That it, yeah. it's not necessarily like a conventional boxing, like one two back to the chin. It's sort of a little bit weird, a little bit unorthodox. Yeah. But they land. Yeah, they swing swan. yeah, a little swing. Oh, a little a little Yeah, a little swing about technically. Bang. And the thing is with his with his stature as well, he's got such long arms, they his take down defence mm. is so good as well. He's hard to take down, so he keeps yeah. it standing very well, and he's very fucking good on the feet. So this is an exciting yeah. fight because you've got to remember as well, is like Kevin Holland We're sort of seeing a new Kevin Holland. Because like you said, like I love mm. it when he's just popping people, he's he's dropping but he's got that sort of karate vibe, then he's he's in he's popping back he's 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 just chatting to you but the thing is now is like he sort of he spoke about not that long ago he spoke about having this mushroom trip and that he saw himself becoming champion and i've heard people talk about this before and it's 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 quite interesting he sort of changed his whole approach and you look at his last couple of fights and at welterweight obviously because he's moving moving down Mm. is we've sort of seen this new version of him like a a lot more switched on a lot more serious like his Mm. wrestling's obviously because he's always been a good grappler, right? I, I think I think the narrative yeah. was a little bit off on him because of that you've got to remember with with Kevin Holland is again, this is a passion point. I'm a massive Kevin Holland fan. Yeah it, massive, massive Kevin Love Holland it. fan. But the narrative was off on him because he thought he got out grappled by Marvin Vettori, right? most recently. Yeah. But what a lot of people forget is he's going into these fights eating to get to one eighty five. Like he's having big meals on on fight yeah, week to get to one eighty five, right? And then he's coming against like orcs, like Marvin Vittori, <laughs> yeah, the, the, orc, orc, the orc, the orc, who's orc. like an actual tank who's probably walking in there like close to two hundred pounds. So, I, I don't. There was obviously a skill deficit, but I think it was more just a size thing more than anything. But he went away. He worked on his worked on his wrestling. Um, and he's a he's a he's a again, he's a black belt under Travis Luthor. He's got tricky, tricky ground game. It's like it. he's one of the best mm. off his, yeah, Long like limbs. he's one of the best off his back in, in the UFC. Like you look at his attacks like dangerous. He can, this is the thing, right? He can submit you, but then he's got things like oh. elbows and we saw him what he done against uh Jackery, Jackery right? So he's Man. he's seriously skillful. So he's added on that takedown defence and that little bit of Aggressive wrestling as well, so like both sides of the coin. And now he's gone down to welterweight. He hits, he hit hard at middleweight. He was knocking people out. He kn- knocked out uh, sure. Joaquin Buckley.
1: He hits sharp, mm. sharp. He's just like yeah. so fast. They're like just clean shots, you know. And boom, boom, the,
0: one, two. The thing is, as well, three. it's like when you have that karate style, right? And it, even someone like Rob, because where you blitz, like you all know, where you like blitz in, you're coming with all your momentum and all your force in, and yeah. those sharp shots, like heavier right so yeah yeah if someone moves into it, it you're exactly it's like it, when two forces right. meet so it's like yeah he's not the biggest yeah. hit up but he's sharp and he's accurate so you start chucking yeah, him in that yeah. um that 170 174 like i think he's a serious i think he's a serious contender but yeah how do he's you see true. this one plan out
1: i think the speed will be a factor for d-rod i think he'll be at a speed deficit even though uh, holland is coming down from higher weight class I think the speed will be a problem um in terms of predictions I thought D-Rod's going to be hard to finish he's inherently tough he's Mexican. big strong he's not going anywhere Mexican you're going to have to put him out you know you're going to have to literally put him out like unconscious um but I do think Holland can do that I think he can run it into something sharp um so yeah I'd give the advantage to Holland but I wouldn't be shocked, either way. Very, very good matchup from the UFC, and a nice addition mm. to the cards. You know that main event's great, but I don't want it being like boxing where it's just top heavy and we're sitting for a prelim, so we don't care too, too much about to get to the main event. We've got three juicy fights there, so I'm excited this one's been added. But yeah, I would swing towards Holland. Decision? You
0: saying a decision?
1: I think he will wow. stop him. It's three rounds. Yeah, I think he can stop him okay. in three rounds.
0: That's 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 yeah. That's like, like you said, he's gonna be t- he's gonna be difficult to put away, but I. Hmm. I can see him doing it. I, I can see I can see him mm. doing it. I'm I'm gonna play a little bit safer. I'm gonna go Kevin in decision. I think he does it over the points. But mm. he's finished like two of his last opponents and he's on a little bit of a roll. He's got that momentum and Yeah, I'm He's got that
1: mushroom mushroom Watch, trip. Yeah, thing. he's got that
0: mushroom trip champ Watch out for D Rod. Like he's like we saying, he's striking's uh he's yeah, striking's the legit. Sandwich. But the last one that I wanted to bring up on this card is I don't know if you're as familiar with him. Um Jalton Jel- Jalton Almeida.
1: So Jalton, he's.
0: This is the thing I like about a lot of these cards now, is because obviously there's so many Dana White's Contender Series fights and, and things of yeah. that nature. Is like you're having a lot of these fighters, a lot of these fighters come onto the card. So he was a light heavyweight, and as soon as I saw him, I thought, this kid's a problem. He is. Uh, I'll describe mm. him to you. He's about six foot four, Jordan. rangy as anything, built like a freak athlete. Super quick, super powerful, and has elite, like, Dagestan-level wrestling. Yeah. Oh. He came out and just done his business, and everyone was like, wow, okay, started paying attention. And then I think he made his debut at, light like heavyweight, and then he was like, no, actually, mm. I, I want to go to heavyweight. Moved up to heavyweight, just packed on a little bit more size, went out against Parker Porter and, and, and finished him in, in literally not much time at all. And he's fighting, yeah. he's stepping in last minute for uh, against Shamil abdur at heavyweight. And nice. the only reason I'm bringing this up is, he's yeah, he's, this up. is his second fight, right? This is his second fight at heavyweight. The only reason I bring mm. it up is just to keep an eye on for him because sure. he's exciting. And we talk about this new breed of heavyweights mm-hmm. when we talk about Tom Aspinall and and Romanov and uh, Blades even, you know, and Gone.
1: Yeah, just new breed of athletes. Exactly, general, new breed of athletes. You,
0: know. you can't get away in the heavyweight division being a Derek Lewis. And he, uh, mate, he's got he's, no, he's got he's D one right. wrestling, mate. Got bombs. <laughs> he's got D one wrestling. Bombs. Yeah, just stand up. Um, bro. Just best anti jujitsu ever. But yeah, you can't you can't get away with you can't get think. away with being one dimensional anymore. Heavyweight division and people like him are, mm. are starting to cause uh, starting to cause problems. But yeah, that's I'm looking forward to next week. I'm I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, they've not very
1: good. Where is it now?
0: Vegas it's a it's a late Probably. one you know it's yeah, 4 AM yeah. Job, it's a three uh, a.m main car, main card job this week yeah, was an absolute absolute free. treat. so we have to sort of petition petition a little bit more
1: yeah, um yeah. you know the next one we've got this retreat uh the abu dhabi one makachev versus uh islam main card 8pm
0: that's obscenity that card that's big that's obs- big. that's 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 big and it's on the prime time that's uh yeah, we're love obviously going to talk a little bit more about that when the time comes. But yeah, that's an absolutely insane card. Um, Super baby. But
1: that pretty much sugar wraps sugar. us
0: up, to be fair, for our first episode back of Casuals Corner. Nice. For everyone that's made it this far, thank you. I appreciate you. To support the page, obviously if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe and the little bell icon to stay up to date. We'll be dropping these every single Monday. If you're listening to podcasts, then hit the little subscribe button Button as well, so you're kept it in the loop. Like I said, coming to you every single Monday, like clockwork. Appreciate the support. Go sure. join the Discord as well. Starting to get a little tasty Discord community, building out the community, which I'm very happy of. I drop in little exclusive content. I just put in some footages of Sam Patterson ahead of his Dana White's Contender Series fire oh, hey. which is next like month, and he is on the same card as Bo Nickel. So seriously nice. uh, seriously good timing for that. But yeah. It's big. It's big. Peace.